Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall, just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the final word, Ashes Daily, day five from Lords, the second test match. Nothing much happened today. Pretty quiet one. Another quiet day at the library. Should be a pretty cruisy 30-second summary for Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. Adam, why don't you sum up that ordinary day of cricket in 30 seconds? Okay, England needed 257 runs when they arrived this morning. They had four wickets in hand. They didn't. They had six wickets in hand. They were four wickets down. <laughs> Stokes and Duckett continued their stand to 132, and Duckett couldn't resist and got caught down at long leg for 83 from a top edge. Then it was Stokes and Bairstow. Their stand was brief because Bairstow was run out, dozing down the track, actually stumped rightly so that was corrected at lunch break all hell broke loose because of that but it set a, a set a light under Stokes in a similar way uh, to Headingley in 2009 saying he took England to the brink he fell 71 runs short of the finish line Josh Hazelwood fine piece of bowling to find the top edge of him as well Kerry running back with the flight they were eventually all out for 327 43 runs short Australia 2-0 up that's pretty good I mean that wasn't much over 30 and I thought you had latitude today like today could have been a and I probably wasted day. five seconds on stuff when I was padding yeah on, on wondering whether it was six or four and six being the other part of four if it's six one way it's four the other way exactly all that kind of stuff nonetheless um a couple of things so so scoreline at the start Australia 2-0 up after two tests major significant but Ben Stokes again you know, you cannot do that. Well, you can, and apparently you can keep doing it. Not a lot of players with three fourth innings hundreds. Um, I reckon there are, what, three or so who've, who've done it. And Stokes does it again with something even more outrageous in a way. I mean, for a while, it was like he was going to do double headingly. You know, at the point where he needed to do headingly, when they needed 74 runs, which is what he scored, uh-huh with Jack Leach at Headingley, he already had 152. So it would have right. been a double hundred Headingley had he been able to We needed to, to make 200 plus. Yes, we? he needed to make a double hundred, which he's done before. Um, and and that South Africa one, you know, could have, could have done it again. Nine sixes, like the cleanness of the hitting and all of it in that context stems from Bairstow being run out, England being furious, Broad coming out to bat, Stokes and Broad being as pissed off as each other, everybody in the stands being angry about it as well. And it just whipped up into this perfect storm half an hour before lunch, five overs or so when they pound or Stokes. I mean, the 50 partnership, Broad's got one when Stokes brings up the 50 partnership of, I think, 26 balls. Yeah, I was going to say 26, 27 balls. That included the maiden that he played out at the start for I'm pretty sure. Uh, Three sixes off three balls from Cameron Green, took to Josh Hazelwood as well on the slightly shorter side, down the hill, into the stands. Every time he swung through the line, 
it went for six. He, he, it was strategic hitting. If you want, it's baseball, right? Like he worked out the, the quadrant of the ground that was working for him, hitting with the wind down the hill, psychologically, I suppose, down the hill. Something that he did um, in the 2019 final here as well. That was the mound stand. It was the tavern stand on, on that day too, over to the right of where I'm talking at the moment. And the only time that he went the other way was Hazelwood's first ball of a new spell. Um, when he hit towards the grandstand, that's when he found the top edge. They actually played that pretty well, T20 style, where they were segmenting off parts of the ground where they yep. didn't want Stokes to score. It took him a while to work it out after lunch. I didn't think it was great to let him have the single whenever he wanted um, because it only meant they got two balls at Broad per over um, and they never really made it so that Broad yep. would face the first of a new one. Nevertheless, Happened eventually... once, happened when I think Green got one past um, the, yep, past the yep, drive wide right. of the off stump and then they got Broad on strike for the start of an over but he jabs a single off his rib second ball yeah. and then Stokes is back on. I and mean, Broad Sto was batting well too, by oh. the way. I mean, Broad did everything right, did everything asked of him. They put on 108, he made 10 or 11 of those but he absorbed about 30 balls in the process. Yep. And that's exactly what England needed. And I wasn't entirely sure mm -hmm. Broad had whatever had it is him. you need to do anymore. And he proved yeah. that he does after being hit in the head first time around. So a brief word for, for Stuart Broad. But oh, yeah, I, the, look, I was full of admiration for that. The way he played, he, he, he took it on the body when required. He got up over the top of short balls. He gloved them down into the ground. He played bravely. Uh, it was courageous batting. He knew there was a purpose. He believed yep. in the purpose. Um, and we've seen him play some very flighty innings before, but batting at eight, he recognised that he had a responsibility and he lived up to it. And he was fired up as well. He said something on the stump mic about Kerry only being remembered for that. And look, maybe Kerry will be remembered for the, the, the stumping of Johnny Bairstow. I say stumping because it was initially on the scoreboard as a run out. But of course, if you don't take off for a run, and he didn't, let's not... Let's not um, Let's not give the impression that Bairstow was trying to seek an advantage or anything like that. He wasn't. It was pure dozy. Maybe we should go there now because there'll be expectations of us giving the hardest sure. take. It's just out. And it's just, you know, the nebulous idea. I, I remember standing here um, with Daniel Norcross after the Deepti Sharma um, run out last year at the mm -hmm. non-strikers end. And the the hand-wringing over spirit of cricket, as ever, it only ever, get, it only ever gets... Um, used as an argument or, or, or a debating point when your side's been on the wrong end of a poor decision. Right. I mean, yesterday, the, the umpire, third umpire, Maria Rasmus, had a tough decision to make about a catch, again, just behind us here. And Jeff, you did a great job of explaining why that wasn't out. And I think a lot of people who heard that and the longer they thought about it understood that position and, and so yep. it was. And today it's much the same. And because the law was so clear cut about what Bairstow had done, oh, um, there's no law to reach to. Oh, spirit of cricket. Spirit That'll of do. Cricket. Spirit of cricket. Spirit of cricket. Spirit of cricket. And, and yeah. Stokes decided that this evening as well in his post-game commitments saying that um, he might have considered that on the way through on the basis of something that from junior cricket all the way to the top, and we've got multiple clips of Brendan McCullum doing it as New Zealand's wicketkeeper as well, it is routine practice to see keepers throwing the ball at the stumps when they feel as though a batter has been drifting out of their crease at the mm -hmm. wrong time. Mm -hmm. And so it was here. Um, they said after play, Cummins, that Bairstow was doing it quite a bit. They detected it, he was doing it quite a bit. So of course Kerry was going to have a pop. Why, why well, should he be apologetic for that? Someone, someone knew because there was a compilation cut up on... TV within about what, 90 seconds of the dismissal of about five or six different instances yeah. of Bairstow wandering out as soon as he let a ball go by. Um, I would explain it in this way. You put aside which country it is, which team it is, I don't care. It, 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 whoever it was, if it were the other way around, if it were Bangladesh playing India, whatever, this is out. 
And no, well, nobody's disputing that it's out, but they're saying, well, it shouldn't have been out. You shouldn't go for that. And, you know, I had an interesting chat with Jim Maxwell about it, and he was broadly of that view that it didn't quite feel right. I understand if you're coming at it from a certain kind of spiritual position almost, that you think, well, that's not the contest, that's not the bat and ball contest. But I would say this, your number one priority, the thing you were taught, first of all, when you go out to bat, is that you have to know where the ball is, and you have to know if the ball is live. That is a thing you can do no matter how well or how badly you're playing, you can know where the ball is at any given Absolutely. time. If the ball goes past you into the keeper's gloves and Johnny Bester doesn't even turn around, he doesn't look to see if the ball's been gloved. If the ball hasn't been gloved and it's trickling away somewhere, he can run it by. The ball is still live. If the ball's been gloved cleanly, people seem to think that because it's the wicket keeper, it's immediately dead. It's not dead until the keeper has stopped doing anything else with the ball. And this isn't like an Alex Stewart sort of waiting for Brian Lara to wander out of the ground and tip the bales off kind of thing. This is, in one motion, Kerry takes it and throws it straight back at the stumps and Besto is not looking because he's not concentrating. He's not aware of what's going on. He's not thinking about what's going on. That's on him. That's on the batter to know what's going on. Now, if that ball comes off the pad to short leg, and they throw the stumps down when the batter stepped out of the ground, no one will complain about exactly. that, except Rodney Hogg, maybe. Like, we've seen that happen in Test cricket multiple times. If he plays that ball to cover and walks out of his ground and Labuschagne throws the stumps down, no one's going to say that shouldn't be out. But because it's a wicket keeper, they say it shouldn't be out. If the keeper is up to the stumps, if a spinner's bowling and Bairstow leaves the ball and then without looking back walks out of his crease, he will immediately be stumped and nobody will complain about that. But purely because the keeper's standing back to a fast bowler, people say, oh, well, there's been enough time that's elapsed. The ball might be dead. It's not dead. The ball's not dead until the umpire says it's dead. The umpire hasn't called over. Bairstow's decided it's the end of the over unilaterally and he's gone for a walk and he's out. I mean, I'm it's fair and it's and it's concrete. I'm still angry about this happening in my under-14s grand final when the square leg umpire wasn't watching and we were denied a run out, which ended up being decisive. I've been thinking about this for years. Uh, look, everything you living said... Living rent-free. <laughs> oh, it's been living rent-free. <laughs> everything you said then, I echo. Yeah. And I'll just add that... And I'll say this as well. The... If it were David Warner, if Johnny Bairstow had run out David Warner like that, the crowd here would have loved it. They would have got, they would have got right behind it, thought it was a great, Bairstow, jolly old fun old time. And Bairstow, quite fun. right, has tried to do it many times as wicketkeeper. I, yeah. I, you know, I know these, these clips and screen grabs and all the rest are circulating at the moment, as he should, and as I'm sure he'll try to do through the sure. rest of the series. It is a bit like the running out the nice striker as well, in that you know, people who've, who are paying attention to it for the first time think it may not be right or whatever it is, but um, the responsibility, the onus, as always, is on the yeah. batter at that point. And about where does the spirit of cricket start? Does the spirit of cricket start yeah. at that particular point with Alex Carey, or does it start with Bairstow sure. to honour um, the law of the game, which says that a batter must remain in their crease yep. until the ball is dead? And, and, and I'm not trying to have a go at Bairstow on spiritual grounds, as you put it before, more on the basis that he left himself open to that, in yep. the same way that yesterday Mitchell Stark left himself open to the catch being overturned because he placed the ball on the ground. Because he, he wasn't aware enough to turn his hand the other way, which all is all that. he needed to do. With all of that. So you know, this will go round and round and yep. circulate and circulate. The Lord's crowd booed in the same way they booed in 2015, where, again, this very spot, you and I recorded the video, which was about um, about obstructing the field. It was called sure. at the time. No, it was called. Uh, it was obstructing the field. It, yeah. it was it was Ben Stokes sticking his hand out to deflect a throw from Mitchell Stokes. He was heading the towards stumps. the stumps, and he was trying to uh, avoid the ball hitting the stumps and thus being run out. And Lords went up that day too. They were a bit more oiled up. It was probably about seven o'clock yeah. in the evening, a one-day international late on a Saturday this, where Lords went feral and there were boos for Stephen Smith all day long. But this was no, it was. I looked at the back at the nursery and 
after play and you know right. the, the constant singing I mean the boorish you know same old Aussies always cheating like do they think they invented that mm. do they think that's the first you know it, it's just yeah every every third division football team is doing that yeah their supporters are doing that I, I don't and know the Lord's members as well sorry but there's a bit of statement well, from well, CA well, and let, the members let, let's come back to that in, in a second I just want to okay. say this so, so I was watching this from down on the gantry which is my preferred spot at yeah. Lord's where the TV cameras are because you get the sound of the crowd you can see everything that's going on it was feral it was genuinely fetid it was it was gross and I'm I'm disappointed about I'm sad about it because you know and some people will say like oh you know I'm weak and I'm precious or whatever I don't like there being this much anger and angst and antagonism oh it's the ashes mate harden up yeah it's the ashes but we've been watching players play fascinating cricket over the last 10 days we've we've seen some players do some remarkable things we've seen a, a couple of remarkable results we don't get to enjoy any of that because it becomes this, this, it becomes anger. You shouldn't be angry watching sport. Why are you watching sport if you hate it? Why are you watching sport if you want to hate the other team? And, and I, I say the same things about Australian crowds getting on the back of visiting teams as well. We've talked about this before Absolutely. in previous Australian summers and how distasteful it is. If a team has made the effort to come across the world to visit you, if they're your guests effectively, okay, you might not like the fact that they won. You might not like a couple of the things that they do on the field. But to be that aggressive and that and that that vicious it just made it all feel like what were we doing here what was the point what was good about being here today how do you, what was good about enjoying ben stokes's innings when the reason people were cheering it was like a yes yeah, stick it up you the other the australian team kind of thing rather than appreciating an incredible effort from one of their own you know it felt like vindictiveness it didn't feel like appreciation and you know i just i wish it were different i wish we weren't going to go into the third test with this kind of ill feeling surely defining everything that's going to happen from now on it's going to be nasty it's mm. going to be brutish and and hopefully it's going to be short and we'll be out of here in three test time yeah cricket's just not a, as big a sport here yeah. Um, the literacy around cricket is just not as sophisticated as it is in Australia where we're brought up with the game and it's forced down our throats from birth. Um, and I think that the federal response here was from people who may not be as well versed in cricket and that's frustrating because cricket's been yeah. largely hidden from people in this country for a really long time. There but it was, a, it was the same last night with all of the Australian supporters who were getting furious about the catch that wasn't no, given. No, no, they sure, were, sure, sure. Were... But, but I mean, even around that, the, the way in which... Uh, it, it goes, obviously it runs down party lines or it runs down partisan lines, but there is part of this which is just simply people don't know. Because yeah. uh, cricket is nowhere near as big a part of the conversation here. And I, yeah, but I think you said to me yesterday that with a lot of former players and a lot of pundits who um, work in these roles don't have a particularly strong understanding of the laws because they were bloody good at cricket mm. and thus they didn't really need to. They didn't need to. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'd love to be in that privileged position where the laws of the game meant less to me because I was a fabulous player and I think that that might pervade some of the commentary as well but mercifully yeah. I think that the attention turned to where it should have been um, within about 20 minutes after yeah. lunch. But you know, The but, noise but, moved on. Well we have and we, I think we need to touch on the long rooms. Oh yeah, part. why not? The, Let's the, do that. The Australian yeah. team going back through the long room at lunch and, and of course I think it's like Steve Smith getting booed in 2019 it's it, when he's when he's been injured and he's coming off it's a small proportion of the people there but it is a proportion of the people there who are yeah. getting verbally stuck into them there's some physical contact the Australian players a couple of them are up there, there are altercations and I mean that's hideous like if you've got the privilege of being in the long room and in the in the week yep. when the report when the ICEC report comes it comes through about the incredible entrenched privilege in English cricket uh, yep. and there's all kinds of discrimination in Australian cricket as well and in cricket in all countries I'm sure but when you've got that position of privilege of being in the long room and having the players pass through and you are so 
discourteous to them. You're so, you're so unable to control yourself. Over a dismissal, someone got out. Someone got out in a cricket match and you're going to use that as a pretext to lose your mind and abuse players. Like, we generally try not to use this language on the show, but fuck off. You don't belong here. You're not, you shouldn't be in the game if you can't control yourself over something that's happened on the field. Oh, it's almost the best possible outcome for that set of people, isn't it? I mean, maybe it's the MCC member in the egg and bacon tie in the hat who asked me who Marnus Labashain was the other day. Um, you know, they just are there for the, to hand out their business cards, yeah. a lot of them over there, and good luck to them, honestly, good luck to them. But there is a, you know, there is an inbuilt frustration from me at that because it is so ridiculous. What, do you think by confronting Usman Khawaja and David Warner on the stairs that things are going to change? Mm. Uh, you know, maybe you've had your seven bottles of champagne before lunch and good luck to you again. If, that, if that's the sort of life you can lead, that degree of privilege you can enjoy, well, you know. But yeah. I think the statements from both the MCC, who I have an enormous amount of respect for the club as an institution, you know, I think in the 21st century they've shown themselves yep. to be a, a forward-looking, progressive, open-minded, um, modern yeah. organisation and, and I'm really like glad that we have quite a bit to do with the MCC as a consequence. And those, but, but those people, people who work for the ECB and the MCC were sitting here today with their heads in their hands, humiliated, embarrassed on behalf of the people who, who, whose behaviour reflects on them. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to add. Like I felt sorry for the MCC today because this has nothing to do with them. I don't want people to think it's a great institution, it should be respected. Sure, they've had, they've had their moments as one former senior office bearer there said to me, they, um, you know, they they, they, were, they were a brilliant organisation in the 19th century. They are in the 21st. They just skipped the 20th century mm -hmm. over there. And that might be a good thing. But, you yeah. know, the, the, the broader point here is that um, they had to put out that statement. They had to apologise yeah. in an unreserved fashion to the Aussie um, touring side. There was reference to a member of the support staff um, being... Um, I'm not sure if it was physical with the support staff, but whatever right. it was, just ridiculous and a shame that we've had to spend six or seven minutes talking yep. about this on, on a podcast that should be celebrating a on a day when we should be saying holy shit how incredible was that ben stokes innings how incredible was yeah. that partnership 108 that he puts on with stuart broad in no time at all um the the point where you feel like maybe they're gonna do it oh, they need nearly brilliant. 180 runs when Bairstow is out there is no way they should even get close to that it was, it should it was, be impossible. It was exhilarating when stokes got hot after lunch and he hit I think four sixes in about 15 minutes when I was on comms at the time. Yep. It was genuinely like, I felt like I was back at Headingley again. It felt exactly the if same. If you ignore the booze, it felt the same. Like yep. that was the best thing I've ever seen in cricket. Stokes winning um, that test match in 19. Certainly the most exciting piece of drama sure. I've seen in test cricket. It's a sort of moment that helps fuel and sustain the game when yep. there are. Um, you know, direction of travel with test cricket, we always talk about on the long form show, is under threat and you need exhilarating moments and the fact that Stokes can do that, he's such a brilliant on-field leader. I was going to say had he you know, gone and did it again that yeah. it was going to be a second miracle, he's going to be canonised as a cricketing saint but he's very much yeah. alive and the series is alive. Yeah, he'll get all yeah. the bits that they've taken out of his knee will be sent around to various Yeah, churches. but I mean the fact that but he can still do that and with Broad as well and the Aussie bowlers being yep. under the pump, like this is the majesty of five-day cricket. And how you can hit the ball so cleanly again and again, you're not supposed to be able to do that. He hits nine sixes in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Not one of them is chancy. Like a lot of the Headingley sixes were a little bit, little bit sliced, a little bit towed, whatever they carried the boundary. These ones were going and going and going. And you're thinking, well, he has to miss hit one eventually. And he does eventually, but it takes so long to get there. And in the meantime, you've got Cummins and Hazelwood coming in one from each end and bowling to him and being pumped. And it was Headingley. It was those two who were yeah. bowling to him at Headingley. And, you could and the numbers all lined up really and well. And they were shocked. They were shell shocked. It was so nice how the numbers kept mirroring yeah. as well. Like it was the partnerships with 
X, which is what Stokes and Leach put yeah. on their 76, 76 to 70, go at one yeah. point. Well, they 74. 74, and, and he hits four from hits the last ball from, to yeah, go. Cuts away for four. Yeah. So, so at that point, it's like, well, he needs 74, and he's got four wickets in hand, not one. Yeah. Like maybe he can do it, but I just felt like it's got to be exhausting. It's like bowling bounces for a 12-over spell, right? Eventually you're going to be worn out. Hitting sixes must be tiring. And also he middled so many shots to the fielders on the fence and didn't take the runs. So there was probably 20, 30 runs out there that he, he would normally have got that he didn't get because he wasn't taking Kind of like set a week of practice, wasn't yeah. it? Um, giving fielding drills out to the out to the boundary. He was hitting yeah. it so sweetly. And I think Stokes needs moments like what happened before lunch to move him into that next gear or yeah. adversity to be such... Like the 100 he made at Old Trafford last year when they were under the pump, they were 40-odd for four, and they were on the cusp of losing the series in straight sets to South Africa. That got the best out of him last year. Mm -hmm. um, when he was batting with Johnny Bairstow at Trent Bridge, when they hauled down 160 in 16 overs after T to, to go 2-0 up and win that series too. But the way that he did it, yep. he needed that adversity there and he needed today. Yep. Um, it, it's just something about his character. I, I don't think Ben Stokes is ever going to finish with career stats that make people swoon. I mean, sure, he's got things that stand out, like fourth innings tons that you raised before, but he'll always probably have a batting average with a three in front of it, and sure. a bowling average with a three in front of it. But it's the lived experience of enjoying the Stokes era yep. that makes him truly one of the greatest all-rounders, if not the greatest. I mean, there could be an argument that by the time he's finished that he surpasses both of them, even though both of numbers will be superior. Um, that, that well, both of numbers aren't that crash hot. That's the thing. I mean, on the sort of over 35, under 35 batting bowling thing, both of them doesn't qualify. Like, he averaged under 35 with the bat and over it with the... I think he's over with the ball by the time he's done but he's certainly under with the bat he's 33 sure, but I mean bat. nevertheless we're not doubting Botham's greatness here it's more but that it, it's a similar thing is that is he has he has these great moments. performances great matches and it's yeah. not necessarily truly match winning and, and, it's, yeah. and he's had to do it through his body falling apart he's obviously got some I think it's a hamstring issue I can't yeah. quite tell from where he's reaching when he was fielding yesterday his knee's gone yeah. he's got a finger that nearly fell off a couple of years ago um, the well documented men mental health challenges he came sure. back from and don't get me wrong he did some bad shit in 2017 which we should never forget in all of this as well but Ben Stokes, you know, maybe it's version 3.0 with him, is one that's doing great things for Test cricket. And I'm glad and privileged yeah. to have been here to observe today what could have been another truly monumental win for England. Instead, they fall 43 well, runs short, and we're still we're talking more about that than we are Australia. Yeah, and probability tells in the end. He gets the top edge. Carey runs around to catch it. I mean, the significance of that moment as well, obviously, the crowd yep. on his back, absolutely. Um, and, and then Ollie Robinson comes out, gets out immediately, swishing hook shot. Broad gets a nasty short one and eventually his resistance finishes and, and then you have Josh Tung and Jimmy Anderson doing a bit of fun stuff at the end and I mean they had a Gee, few. I felt sorry for Still Jimmy getting absolutely bombed. He was Oof. hit everywhere including on the grill. Yeah, got uh, smashed you know, grill. Uh, Tung jumping off the pitch to hoik it anywhere he could. They never gave up hope, you know. Like They, yeah. they added 25 at the end and I reckon they believed by the end they were going to do the whole thing, the whole enchilada and, and get the whole 69 nice and they didn't. Yeah. But um, the fact that they believed it yep. added an extra layer to that final half an hour or whatever it was. And Mitchell Stark taking uh, what was it leg stump out of the ground yeah. and, and Mitchell Stark was the influence who wasn't there at Headingley um, in 2019 and he was there today so maybe he was the one who wasn't spooked by the memories I'm sure Cummins and Hazelwood at some point were going oh god it's happening again how can it be happening again it's an even bigger chase let's go to the final word Hall of Fame the final word Hall of Fame is brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm going to do tomorrow, among myriad other things, is get myself dressed up. Okay. How am I going to do it? I'm going to go there. Why? Because I need some new clothes. You need some new clothes. Uh, I'm wearing the, the same bloody clothes all the time at the moment, and I'm sick of it. Okay. And I like to wear a jacket. You're a fancy boy. 
I like to People wear a jacket and trousers. I like to wear a shirt that's ironed yep. in the morning. Winnie said to me this morning when I was ironing my shirt, um, your shirt feels hot, you're going to work. I'm like, your oh, that's, that's, that, your shirt feels hot. That she is touched it after an I had observation. The iron on there. Hot shirt. So go and get a hot shirt. Hot shirt, Tier- city Get limits. one from Moss Bros. Get one from... Uh, any of the other places that we've listed yeah. in the last week or so. there It is the biggest shopping centre in Europe, including the two black holes okay. in the cosmos. Um, and I think that you should get down there. You should go to Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. Tell them that we sent you. Enjoy all the other things you can do while you're there as well. Um, go to Putt Shack. Yeah. Go to Sixers. Hit some dingers. Hit some dingers. Um, hot shirts. Uh, I'd like to shout out to the YouTube commenter who I think just couldn't spell the word hosts, but described us as you two hots. Thank Ooh. you. Feeling good. Hot shirt right here. Uh, didn't iron it, but it is hot. Now, okay, let's let's move into the Hall of Fame. I mean, Josh Tung for me has to get it for playing a shot. I'm going to say two feet off the pitch to the leg side. Nearly what? took out Matt Renshaw. Yeah. Matt yeah. Renshaw had to move after he um, he went off to. Was it off green the pitch. bowling? I think it was green. Pavilion end when yep. they had the second new ball and they didn't take it. And, he, um, and it kept being sort of shortish down the leg side. He starts backing away. Green starts following him. He starts backing away more. And it gets to the point in this this war of attrition where he's backed away so far. Green's kept following him. He ends up back about here. By the time he then shovels the ball out, it's basically the top of the bounce and he plays an on drive from a pull shot stance well, and then gave falls Renshaw over backwards. Shoulder. He got right yeah. up over there as he was playing the shot as well. And Renshaw did yep. take half a pace back for the next ball. So... I enjoyed that runs. as well. Um, something that's not related to the play, but I just want to say on the way through that Ellie Oldroyd ringing the five-minute bell uh, in the pavilion today was very special. We love you, Ellie, one of our best friends on the show, and that mm-hmm. she was given that honour today uh, over there in, in the um, in the pavilion. He's very special for her. Um, Can I also say uh, happy birthday, Tim Peach. Happy birthday, uh, Peachy. BBC producer birthday, who Peachy. does fine work. Who, uh, who's worked with Ellie for a million years as well. But yep. in Ellie's case, I mean, she... He's an MCC member, and she's one of those who got the chance to become a member after the reforms of the late 90s, who, which enabled women to become members for the first time. So again, an emblem of the way that organisation has been on the front foot in all the right ways in recent years, and, and um, she's part of that tradition. And yeah, the disappointing behaviour of some of the fuckwits in there today doesn't detract from the organisation at large. All right. Um, I, think, I think that's it. I think that brings us to the end of the daily. I hope it's been in some way, I don't know. Uh, illus- I'm sorry for getting grumpy before about England cricket fans. It's not everyone, of course. Of course it's not everyone. But, but, uh, but, but, but you know, there, there is a, a layer of this that, you know, and, and yes, we're, we're tired. And we know that other things happen, bad things happen in grounds all around the world. We've been there. We've been to most of those grounds. We we've talked seen, about them. We've seen it and we've heard about it and we've talked about it. So, you know, if you want to jump down somebody's neck on the internet, um, maybe maybe look somewhere else. Um, but mostly our audience is, is a, a very well-rounded, uh, you know, they, they investigate things, they're curious, they think about things. And so that's what we're hoping to do here on the show. If you've made it this far, then you probably don't hate us. Or maybe you really hate us. I don't know. Maybe you're really just waiting right until the end before you can, I don't know, reach climax. Here's the good news. We're going to be at Leeds in a few days' time. for the Three days. We've got three match. days between now and another there test match. There is no turnaround whatsoever. I'm playing a full day of cricket on Tuesday between times because I just bloody love the cricket. Um, uh, Run someone just out. Like, uh, just Run like, them out when they're not looking. Do it. Uh, yes, uh, just like Brett Kirk. We really love mm. the footy. Um, I'm. Um, we're both going to be going to Leeds and we're going to be going there thanks to Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Thanks for watching and your comments during the week. If you really like us, patreon.com forward slash the final word that's got to be it another long show mm-hmm. sorry about that but it's been that kind of test match it's been that kind of two test matches we should be so lucky we should be so lucky 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 lucky, lucky. lucky. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say thanks for listening too i mean not just watching because it's the listening and the watching all of that mm. next week at Gareth least Keenan. let's do it again okay good night <laughs>
and I ain't George Benson. I ain't protected, brother, I ain't fenced. And if my future questions my current senses, that'll be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty, wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to get